Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Dead Pixel. Uh, I'm your host for today, uh, and my name is Joe, and I'm here with my host, co-host, uh, best bud, you know, uh, co-pilot, whatever you want to call him. Bitch. Uh, the, <laughs> the one and only uh, amateur K-pop artist, uh, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Look. Sorry, did I out you? Oh, okay. Well, that was for later. <laughs> Korean pop will accept non-koreans eventually <laughs> they have to it's a genre not a race k-pop is a genre <laughs> not a race hey you got you got to make headway somewhere right yeah uh, <laughs> anyways how, how are you doing nick doing pretty good it's friday so i'm glad it's it's the week's over um yeah they can't complain <laughs> all right and uh for letting you out there guys know uh this is episode four uh today is november 5th uh we'll be you know posting this on the 6th and uh, we're just a little podcast that likes to talk about a little bit of everything uh mostly focusing on entertainment such as uh tv and movies and video games uh we do like to talk a little bit about technology and we then of course go on lots of tangents so yep uh, I'm not going to apologize for that. That's just what you're here for. Yeah, you're here for the tangents. You know it. You know you want it. All right. Now, uh, I mean, honestly, uh, what did you do for Halloween, man? Because this is, you know, we just, uh, my office just had their Halloween thing uh, last Friday, so a week ago. And oh, really? uh, they were, they, some people were really into it. Uh, I hadn't been to an office Halloween thing or had a group of people at work that interested in it for a long time. And so I'm at a new place and they're like, yeah, you can dress up. And I'm like, I don't really have anything. So, you know, this is the first time having a Halloween event since coming back to the States. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and um, found my old GameStop shirt. <laughs> it was a Red Dead shirt. And it had like Red Dead coming out April like 23rd or some shit on the back. And then I'm like, I had to look it up. I'm like, did it come out in April? No, it came out in May. That's solely a GameStop. <laughs> Even the shirts were pushed back wrong. Uh, but yeah. So two things. First thing is uh, Nick's advice for Halloween is have a funny hat. Have a cat in the hat hat. Well, he's been, I think he's been canceled. So maybe pick a different hat, but have a, have a non-normal hat, like a wizard hat. Just ready to go. Never wear it until Halloween. Bust it out and you're good to go. So, okay. So tip number one, pretend to be Johnny Depp. Okay. Roger. Yeah. Johnny Depp is a perfect example. Always a new hat. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's been canceled too, but that's okay. You can do everything <laughs> that, that he does and did and it'll be fine. Um, oh, but like, as far as, uh, what I did for Halloween, there's a bit of a story in that. So some of my coworkers, um, found out about, uh, do you know about like the the Rocky Horror Picture Show movie? You're literally asking. Okay, yes, yes, I've heard just this little, little, no. little tiny movie just, indie film. Just yesterday, no. the Rocky Horror. Okay, so now that we have that, <laughs> have you heard about like the like live showings of it? Yes. Okay, so we went to one of those, but it was a shadow cast. Do you know what a shadow cast is? Yeah, and that's actually more interesting now. Okay, now you've got my attention because it's not the standard Rocky Horror uh, pre presentation. Okay, so Shadowcast, if you don't know, because I didn't really know before I, I saw this, I 
had seen Rocky Horror stuff before, but not like this. So what Shadowcast is they play the movie on a projector, but then they also have actors and maybe actresses who acted out in front of the movie and kind of just let the movie be a, uh, a dubbing for their lips. Um, so it's kind of a fun, silly thing. So that was going on as well. But before that and during that, the movie playing, there was a burlesque show. So oh, yeah. thematically correct. Okay. It was as so though like I went and it wasn't my idea to go, but people invited me. So I was like, okay, let's, you know, I'll get some culture. This will be fun. And, um, and the burlesque show started and it was very amateur. People were trying hard, but it was, it was pretty amateur. Um, and then that, that ended after about four uh, performances and the movie could start. <laughs> and so the movie started and um, it's like, all right, we're in this movie now. And we get through about the first 45 minutes or so. And it comes to a stopping point after, right after they reveal Rocky. Um, okay. And then they, they turn the lights back on and shut the projector off and they say, okay, it's time for burlesque show part two. <laughs> oh man. And it was, and this was, uh, I mean, what day was Halloween? Uh, that was Sunday. Halloween was Sunday. Okay. Well, this was, this was Thursday. So this was my Halloween event that I did. This was Thursday. We had to go to work tomorrow as of we, as the time we were watching this. Um, and it was like 1130 at night when they were started, when they were like in the middle of the second burlesque show. And finally somebody in our group got up and was like, Hey, I got to get up early in the morning. So I'm going to get out of here. And then the rest of us were like, yep, time to go. Uh, cause we were all thinking it, we were all thinking, Oh fuck. Cause cause like another hour, like another hour was going to put it at like one in the morning by the time this whole thing ended. So left, the, left the show and I had to park far away. Um, but I was in a lot that I thought was fine to park in. So I walked back to this lot and there's cop cars all around near where I parked. And I was like, huh, I wonder who got in trouble. Um, turns out that lot like closes after 11. So they booted my car <laughs> and, um, so I was like, well, fuck. Cause it's like getting close to midnight. I'm tired. The show was problematic for me in ways. Um, and, uh, anyway, looking feelings deep down inside that you never knew you had. Yes. So many feelings, so many feelings. Luckily the, they do this all the time. They boot that lot all the time. And there were plenty of like parking guys and cops around. And I was like, Hey, can I get my car unbooted? And they're like, okay, yeah, I just pay a hundred bucks. So I paid a hundred bucks and got out of there. Finally, it still took a little while. Um, but that was my Halloween. And uh, yeah, it was, uh, yeah. Glad you asked. So did you actually, um, have you seen the whole Rocky Horror Picture Show in its entirety before? I have been to another one of these shows, but okay. at, but it was in college. So it was like over a decade ago. So whenever I went to see this one, I was like, oh yeah, I've seen this before. But then as I thought about it, as we got deeper into the show, I was like, I think we left early in college too. 
Because <laughs> I, I only, I don't remember the end. I remember the beginning to like the middle and like one or two scenes I've seen on TV uh, at the okay. end. No, man, it's, I, I was probably shown, introduced to this way too young. Uh, it would have been sixth grade. Yeah, out of the sixth oh, grade man, when that's... I first came across Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, I watched a lot of movies I probably shouldn't have, uh, but my, like, it's they're like, yeah, you know, it's fine, you know. So that, uh, I learned real early because it was, uh, oh, I can't remember the characters' names anymore. It's been so long uh, since I've actually seen it. Uh, when the main, when the, the starting guy comes out, you all yell, asshole. Yeah. Um, and when, uh, w- when they mention uh, the main uh, female lead, uh, you yell at slut. Uh, you, you know, when they say toast, everyone whips bread at the screen. Uh, yeah, that was that was the shit that I grew up like. Those were the rules that you had to do when you watched it uh, at the theater. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Tim Curry, uh, you know, singing the sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. Sweet transvestite. <laughs> <laughs> from transsexual transylvania you know it was fucking great uh the you know, meatloaf is in it uh, meatloaf is in it that is that is so weird that it's so yeah it, uh and of course of course uh tim curry playing that role like jeopardized his movie career entirely um it's one of those things that yeah of course it would uh but at the same time it rocketed him to uh, a cult stardom, essentially. Yeah. Uh, you know, certain movies will do that to actors. Uh, I believe Mash was the same way for uh, Donald Sutherland, actually. Uh, him playing that silly kind of role, um, and then of course later on he was in stuff like Animal House, and uh, which you know, but he kind of found his niche as a com- comedian uh, actor, and then he played so many other things. But no, it was Tim Curry. He you know he's fucking legend. Literally, he's in the movie Legend. Uh, Tom Cruise. Yeah, he's like the devil young. guy, right? Yeah, he, he's Diablo, essentially. He's he's the devil. Um, in Spanish. The devil in Spanish, yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what they actually call it, what his character name is, but he has the full Diablo horns, and like he's, you know, that movie's so bad. <laughs> But anyways, yeah, no, I'm glad I'm glad you got to experience. Uh, so I just wish it didn't cost you a hundred plus dollars, you know, and your time. Yeah, and the tickets were like twenty five, thirty bucks. I forget, and it was, it was. But like, I mean, I have a story to tell on the podcast, at least, you know. It's <laughs> it's one of those things that you know you 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 paid for the for the eternal memory of that, and now you can always bring it up when you had weird you know situations, and that's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, but otherwise, yeah. another uneventful Halloween. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was. Uh, our area is pretty quiet. So we didn't. Even, we don't. We barely get any trick or treaters around here. Yeah, I didn't get um, any at my apartment. So, yeah. Um, well, that's uh, that's really about it. So, all right, we'll actually get into uh, some of the stuff we've been uh, we've been watching. Yeah, man. So, yeah, uh, for myself, um, I actually started watching the. Uh, Scarlet Nexus anime. Uh, they started, you know, they started having that dubbed, and I, I want to play the game. I just don't have the time. And I've had two other friends uh, who got into the game uh, thanks to Game Pass, and they're like, 
it's a lot slower than I expected. You know, because <laughs> it almost feels like when you look at it, like, oh, it's going to be like a, a platinum third-person action, but it's actually quite a bit slower. So I'm like, okay, well, time is, you know, a concern for me. So it looks interesting, and I like the aesthetic. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, just watch this anime. Uh, and I've been enjoying it, actually. It surprisingly goes places. Uh, if the game goes into the depth that this anime is going then i'm actually more interested in playing the game now than ever uh it's uh for those who don't know it's like a it's a weird dystopian ish future where uh essentially you have uh the scarlet nexus which are like these elite soldiers who have powers psychic powers uh from uh, ranging from telekinesis um to uh pyrokinetics you know just uh, the whole range of anything you can think of. And uh, yeah, they battle these monsters that come out. Uh, and the monsters look something like uh, out of a Shin Megami Persona game. Uh, so it's like really weird, abstract, like walking legs, you know, uh, think Tim Curry's legs in you know, <laughs> uh, Rocky Horror or something. Like it's just really weird, like just weird monster choice. Uh, it's not your average you know furry ghoul or something i don't know uh, so it's uh but the story it's it's really uh, you have this really overbearing government that kind of uh over super you know oversees everything you know you have your city everyone all the citizens are like we're safe thanks to the you know thanks to our military and you know everything's fine we don't really have to worry about it because you know we have uh we have the you know the good guys here and then of course uh you start getting more in depth about uh, what's going on behind the scenes, conspiracies, coup d'etat attempts, stuff like that. Uh, and it kind of like, oh, wow, I wasn't expecting it to be... Uh, it's not really super compelling, but at the same time, it's way more engaging than I ever expected. I just expected it to be like really mundane surface level, you know, action anime. Uh, but no, it actually has a little bit more going for it. Um, but more or less being, I feel like it's being told primarily through the male perspective and mm. in the game. You have the choice of being uh, either the male or female uh, lead who have different squads. So therefore, you have different people you interact with. And I assume a much more different story as it goes on. Uh, the beginning events are pretty over closely overlapped, but uh, I haven't seen much gameplay from other people further down the story paths. So I, I'm hoping they would uh, diverge quite a bit because that's what it feels like it, it does in the anime. But it's mostly sticking to the guy's path. Yeah. So yeah, I uh, um, this came to Game Pass, uh, and you were talking about it. So I decided to load it up and try it a little bit. I played probably I don't know thirty minutes or so just to kind of get through the intro. Um, and it seems good. It's, it seems competent. It seems like uh, like it's like it, it'll probably uh, be pretty fun. Um, they do give you that choice of playing the girl's perspective or the guy's perspective. Um, we're right there at the beginning, which I started with the guy's perspective, kind of thinking, well, I'll just try this out. But I think I want to go back through. If I do end up playing it, I think I want to go back through and play as the girl if I ever do end up committing to a full playthrough. Yeah, because uh, their attack styles, their actual way they handle are, are a little different. The uh, the guy generally does uh, some telekinetics, uh, picking up things and throwing them, and he has a sword that he controls um you know with his mind opposed to with his you know hands um and i the one thing i like about it is the way he sheaths his sword is actually pretty cool uh he'll yeah. it'll spin in the back and it'll just auto sheath itself 
um you know like that's actually kind of cool um and then the 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 main female lead she has like multiple objects kind of like um centuried around her and that's what she ends up using from what look like yeah so oh it's like i said it it's an it's engaging uh watching the anime makes me more interested in the game uh i just don't think i'll have necessarily the time to commit to uh a jrpg style you know it's like that's a lot of time commitment yeah. uh, that could be used for a lot of other things so yeah that's true that's, uh, that is a how long is the show by the way um i've i wanted to say 12 episodes but it might actually be 24 okay. um so, so it's so it's just like uh, a one or two seasons it's not complete thing? yet so i'm uh, it's okay. not completely dubbed yet is what it's going what it, uh so i haven't finished the series at all um yeah that's you know like i said it's uh, most definitely it's like the cliff notes you know version uh but honestly it's good enough for me as of right now and uh i i honestly am going to try to finish this out at least the anime and maybe i'll get around to the game uh i recommend you know giving it a shot if you're if you're remotely interested in either one then you can go ahead and you know see how it plays out so um so so like is the point of this anime kind of like i mean are they not really uh are they not really uh, pushing the characters? Are they pushing more like the world and the action over kind of interpersonal relationships? They have some of the interpersonal relationships, uh, which is nice. Uh, they, so you find, you know, um, you have like the best friend's main character. Uh, you they, they have the main female lead and her sister. Uh, so some stuff happens to both the sidekicks. I won't really say too much about it, but like, you know, um, the main the main female lead her sister some stuff happens to her and the main male lead some stuff like both different so therefore like if it i'm i'm expecting this to happen in the game uh and that makes sense that you know you would have some sort of an investment with no matter who you're playing as because you don't want to be playing as the male lead and all of a sudden something happens to the female leads you know uh number two but that's over there so why do i care you know so you kind of have to have something happen to both sides yeah um and you know the there's uh uh there seems to be some stuff in, involving um uh time travel to a certain extent and uh, parallel worlds so you know like i said it's uh i'm only about mm. six or seven episodes in i think and it's you know like i said it is it was uh way more interesting than i expected and I, uh, from what I can see, it's uh, 26 episodes uh, long, so it's actually, uh, you know, a decent length for an anime because most anime are usually only uh, 12, and then you know some of them you might get a little longer, and it's very, it's on more on the rare side that you'll get something uh, that's even longer than that. Uh, only a few anime that come to mind, uh, like One Piece or Bleach, you know, Naruto, those things get the really long ones. But Truly on average, yeah, on average you're lucky to get 24 episodes. Uh, so that's, you know, and this was kind of that length. So I'm like, all right, that's cool. Um, but yeah, they haven't dubbed all of them yet, so I haven't finished it. Uh, so, uh, I've, you know, my wife and I have enjoyed that one and okay. we've also been watching, uh, well, there's a new one that also came out. Uh, so it's only a couple episodes in and that's, uh, banished from the heroes party. Uh, I think there's more text to it or some crap, but it's, uh, I think it's, it's a manga that I, I think that the, the last subheading is, so I decided to settle down in the countryside in the boonies or, or yeah, in the countryside some, or something like that. Something yeah. Weird like that. Yeah. So 
uh, this is also a popular thing now where it's um, something there's something to do with the hero's party and they're either quipping the hero the hero re reincarnates or like there's just you know they like to play with this trope um, the nice part about this is it's not an isekai it's just a fantasy world where the guy is like he has everyone has their own natural um, calling as it were like a job skill and so it's like when you become of age your job skill which is complete rng will determine your what your aptitude is you may not necessarily like it but it is what it is uh so it's like it can be anything from uh these job skills can be anything from like carpentry uh or uh, you can be like a woodworker or something like that a farmer and then it could also be things like thief or assassin uh bar brawler so uh it's yeah it's, it's really weird so, um and you know it's like that yeah so some nobles have these weird like things like thief so obviously they're more they have this natural aptitude of being a thief and their their skills their future skill set will be targeted towards that and apparently the your um when you find out what your blessing is it'll it also has a way of uh guiding your personality so if you have something like bar brawler you're more you, you get angry easier uh and bar brawler like one of this a kid who has it and it turns out you know it's uh, he's a he's easy to anger and uh, but bar brawler essentially is like those who fight barehanded and use uh random objects around them so pick up a rock pick up a chair or stool or something like that you know and so yeah that apparently that's supposed to be your job uh so this guy his his thing is he can do um I think it's like he's he's a little bit of jack of all trades master of none so he can't really get mass he can't really do um high level skills but he ends up being really proficient proficient at the low stuff to the point where like wow you know no one would have thought like a low or intermediate like uh swordsmanship could really carry you that far but he's like he's completely maxed the potential out of those lower skills uh, so he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm not that good at cooking. I'm only low rank cooking. But everyone's like, you cook amazingly because it's like he completely ma you know, like maxed that out. And so he helps uh, bring out the potential for, you know, everything. And essentially he the party, the hero's party is uh, they're going into they're trying to kill the demon lord because that's what you do. And everyone's stronger than him. Uh, his sister is the is the one with the hero's blessing. And he's the ultimate support guy he's there to help them back him up but uh the sage the, the their mage party member who um he he convinces him he's like you need to get out because you're slowing us down so you can just leave uh you know you don't want to be a burden to the rest of us and so he's like uh i guess you're right if you guys are thinking that i'm a burden i'll bail so yeah he bails without a fucking fuss it's really it's it's he's like I'm it's the... a it's fine. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of a plus move. It's just like, oh, dude, um, it's it's a shame. Uh, but then he's like, you know, he he moves to the countryside. and He's like, yeah, I I like making herbs and you know, like potions and stuff like that. So he becomes like a pharmacist, and he's doing he's a part time adventurer, just gather doing a lot of gathering herbs. Like he doesn't want to climb the ranks. Um, he's like, oh, I'm I'm good being at the bottom of the advent the guild uh, totem pole. That's not not a big deal. And he ends up. Uh, through his acts you know he he builds friendships in the town and uh it's really far out it's the whole point is it's in the countryside away from the battlefield so he doesn't have to worry about the whole um demon's army or anything like that and he ends up meeting uh an old friend that uh 
they fought together when uh, the hero's party went through that person's territory. And she's like a second or third princess in lineage or something like that. And she's a, so because is she the hot girl on the cover and then a lot of, yeah. Okay. Yep. She's the blonde. Um, So that's actually what gets to uh, there's, good and bad to this is i like their dynamic uh, i read the manga i've been reading the manga i should say for a long time and so that's why i'm giving this a shot i like the fact that they are quickly established as an item it's not like well, you know oh, maybe let's flirt a bit let's not like no they fully go into it like as um hey i like you you like me we kind of understand this the, yeah i'm gonna move in and he's like what he's actually like yeah i'm moving in i'm gonna help you with your shop you know and you know like I'm living here, so you can pay me a minimum bit. But you know, I'm I'm technically getting room and board, so we're good. You know, and like they they establish an actual real relationship, a romantic relationship together. Like, oh, that's nice. It's not not you know, it's it actually does something. Uh, so opposed to so many other anime where it's like, uh, everyone's wish washy or like we need to get more more fe- more more female here for different for the harem, but you can never pick somebody because then it ruins the uh the viewers. Uh, fantasy of shipping the right people. No, like, you know, this is it. We're going to go ahead and these are an item, and you, this is how the series is going to go. Like, they're not uh, dangling it in front of you for six seasons. Yeah, it's no, like, it's, it it's, it's really, it's, I, and so I like their relationship. I like their, their, the way they interact. That's great. What I don't like is in the anime, uh, they, they draw her differently. Uh, now, that's not, that's not that uncommon for manga and anime to be different, especially. Uh, it's more notorious in the olden days uh, for being quite a bit different. But for the most part, the guy's the same. A lot of the other characters are the same. But they make her face look a little more, I guess, cutesy, like a little more rounded. Uh, and there's just something off about it that oh. uh, they're going for a cuter look opposed to more of a beautiful look. Uh, not really saying that she has that like elegant beauty look in the manga, but it's just there's just enough difference there that I notice it. And then uh, she has this like corset top that has like the, the power girl boob window. Yeah. Um, and they make her chest notice, or at least I feel that it's noticeably different or bigger in a just, um, we took her normal, de- normal character design and just moved the slider for bigger boobs. Yeah. And it's like, ah, just the proportions just seem a little off. I mean, granted they're, you know, it's it's always manga and anime. You know, always have bad proportions. But I just feel like she looked better, and her character design was overall better in the uh, the manga. But they they tried to fan service it up a little bit more and make it I look like every that, other anime out there. I yeah, I, it bothers me. Uh, so that that it's like I look at it, I'm like, oh man, they did they really need to make that bit? You know, like like or like they'll do the camera shots and stuff like that, like focusing. I'm like, yeah, just. It's just it's not right. Uh, I just it, you know maybe if I was back in uh, high school, I'd be like, oh, that's awesome. But honestly, I just don't think it's. Um, well, other than that, it's I'm a few episodes in now. That's they're currently uh, dubbing that, and I'm enjoying it. Uh, it's very right now. It's very true to form to the manga as well. So uh, it's you know it'll move faster. That's for sure because the manga doesn't update that very often, and. Uh, I enjoy that story. I mean, so far. Uh, so yeah. I recommend giving it a shot if you want something a little different and a, a hero that's pretty decent. Uh, well, not lecherous, not anything. You know, he's a good stand-up person. Would you recommend the manga over the anime? Yes. 
but at the same time, it's you know it's one of those like almost always recommend the manga or the book, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess time is time is the th- essence, right? It's it's a lot harder to find the time to, unless if you're a super quick reader. Uh, I generally the, I generally look at uh, read manga uh, before bed. That's kind of my unwind moment. Yeah, you know that's it's easier for that. I'm not and it's quiet, so I don't have to disturb anyone around me. Uh, that's why that's where I get my reading done, and if I end up reading a novel or like, you you know, try, then it ends up, I'm really invested, I guess, but because it's manga, it's short little chapters, bite-sized bits. It's just little updates. And then I'm like, okay, cool. This is done. I can go to bed now. Opposed to me like, Oh, I can just finish this next chapter of this book that I'm getting into. Or next thing I know, it's like, Oh man, it's three in the morning. I'm, I'm doomed. Yeah, uh, tomorrow's going to suck. You can kind of check in with it and then be out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's nice. So okay. that's really what I've been uh, doing. Uh, you know, uh, how about yourself, though? You found anything new? Well, for me, I watched a little TV show on Netflix called Midnight Mass. So this is from the same people that did um, The Haunting of Hill House and I think also The Haunting of Bly Manor, um, which, both of which I didn't see. Um, those came out a couple of years ago, at least The Haunting of Hill House. Um uh, but I but I heard they were good, and I kind of tried watching a little bit of those, or at least a little bit of Haunting of Hill House, and I don't know, it was it was all right, but it just didn't really grab me. But this show really did grab me uh, pretty quickly. So what this is about, um, without getting into spoilers, it's it's about a um, let's see, pull up my notes here real quick. So. Uh, because this is the one with the pre- uh, well he's like a uh, preacher moves into a new town scenario that's like that's the trailer I thought I saw like yeah is, is that roughly okay so basically it's about a small fisherman's town that's on an island that's just off the co- uh, that's just off the east coast um, okay so they're secluded they're like I think, think they said they're 30 miles from shore um, so they're kind of secluded it's a small town. And it's only got one church, and it's a Catholic church. Um, and so this is one of those towns where everybody, where it's small enough, and everybody in the town pretty much is Catholic. Not, not everybody goes all the time, but it's just one of those places where it's like everybody is kind of in that same mindset you kind of have to be indoctrinated at that point because yeah you know if you're born there what else are you gonna be you you don't really got the options yeah so but i mean like so there there definitely is some well first i'll talk about there's some people who have to be in that town uh for various reasons and they're not um catholic or they don't fit into like that ideal like there's a woman who um, is pregnant out of wedlock. Uh, the, and then like the sheriff of the town, um, is, um, it's a, a, f- a father. Um, but, uh, the, the mother pa- passed away and, uh, him and his son are Arab and, and, and Muslim. Um, and they're the only ones there that are like that. So, so it kind of shows you some of these people and then it shows you like some of the, like, the more devout people. Um, and then it shows you people who are Christians and Catholics, but they're, they're just kind of bad. Like 
like there's a, like an alcoholic, which I mean, he's struggling and stuff, but he has like a dark past. Um, so they kind of show you a lot of these different characters and it's sort of a, I mean, it's, it's a little bit chilling, I would say in the first couple episodes, but you don't really find out what is going on until I think the end of the third episode. Um, and I w- I'll kind of leave it there as far as kind of talking about like the goings on um, because, because to kind of say what it is would give it away. Um, and uh, it, it's, it, it's a really good show. Uh, and it, it does have a nice tight end. So it's not like going to have a season two or anything like that. Oh, that's nice. Okay, I didn't know uh, how that was playing out. All right, that actually, having a complete arc, I guess, it makes it way more interesting for me. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's, what, eight episodes, something like that, in that range. Um, And the characters are all really well fleshed out. um, And they don't really spend too much time on any one of them. Um, I will say, so I, I first heard about this TV show, I was listening to um, the the Fire Escape cast uh, with Mike Mahardy and Mary Kish and uh, your favorite uh, Dan Reichert. Okay. <laughs> and um, I didn't realize he was doing other th- things outside of wrestling, but okay. Yeah, and yeah. That and Momcast. Okay, yeah. So oh, uh, Mike Mahardy, he he's the old um, uh, Game Informer uh, uh, podcast uh, host, I believe. Exactly. Yeah, I think. Okay. I know he was on Giant Bomb a, a bunch of times as a guest and stuff like that, but um, this anyway, this is their podcast. Well, Mike Mahardy and Mary Kish had both watched this show, and so they were kind of talking it up. And um, and one of the things I don't know if I would have noticed this. I think I probably would have though. But one of the things that that Mike Mahardy said that kind of put me off the show, um, or at least diminished my interest in it was. He said that the show is really monologue heavy and he was not kidding there. They don't do it too, too much, but they definitely do it more than I would ever do it. So what will happen is like a character will begin to monologue. They'll just talk about some philosophy that they have for, you know, several minutes and it takes you kind of out of the experience. It, it's 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 very kind of strange. Whoever wrote so it's this, very preachy. Okay. Yes, yes, uh, <laughs> that is exactly what I've written down here. The pun that I was gonna say. Oh, sorry for robbing you of it. Okay, my bad. <laughs> is that you could say it's quite preachy, um, and and like for the most part, I wouldn't say that it's enough to knock you off of the show if you start watching it. But uh, I did notice it immediately uh, after I started watching it because of what Mike Mahardy had said. And then there is a part in like the middle later episode where it's like two monologues back to back. And it's just like, (laughs) okay, fucking come on. Like this is ridiculous. But then that's probably like the last time that they really do it. I think. Um, So that's like the only real problem I have with the show Everything else, it's it's a nice slow burn. It's a nice slow build up to something that is very interesting. And if you're into horror or unsettling shit, then I think it'll be up your alley. Um, okay. And anyway, 
it, it was really good. But by the end, I was I was watching like two and three episodes at a time because just because I was like, dang, I really am excited to see where this goes. It was really good. How long? How long are the episodes? And how long's the series? I think it's eight episodes long, and every episode is in that forty-five to an hour oh five range, just whatever okay. they need to tell that chapter. But I think most of them are are about fifty minutes or so. All right. Uh, yeah, uh, you got me interested in it for sure. I mean, the location makes sense. Uh, it kind of fits that you know Stephen King vibe uh, because you know that whole New England area and you know, isolating it. You know, that's generally another reason why New England worked really well in a lot of those cases because you know there's not a lot of you know if when you get out there a little bit more there's not a lot of settlements you know and a little more country esque. But having it on an island makes perfect sense. Uh, Kind of reminds me of the Wicker Man when you say it like that, uh, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, think was... it, it it's it's sort of yeah, it, it is um, kind of uh, secluded like that. But but the the main difference there would be that there's not really one person that is you know going to be sacrificed or something. Everybody <laughs> kind of kind of belongs there, and a lot of people kind of don't. Um. It, anyway, that's. It, I would say that you'll you'd probably you'd probably enjoy it, and it's short enough to where you could get through it without being like. Yeah. Get to the eight episodes is like, way doable for yeah. sure. It's not a large commitment, and knowing that it's not a cliffhanger ending or something like that, or you know, we we will eventually get around to doing the second half of season one or something. Yeah, that's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Well, that's cool. Uh, you know, that's uh you know um like i said i'll I'll try to give it a shot and uh so i I guess outside of that then uh i guess we'll be talking about a little bit about the news now um for me uh i'm really interested in the fact that uh as of today uh every you know the intel 12th gen uh processors the cpus have all been more or less uh the big next wave has been released and a lot of people up there um are doing a lot of uh reviews and comparison work to see how it stacks up to AMD's current lineup, uh, the Zen 3 uh, series. And from, you know, the the broad takeaway, without getting too heavy-handed in this, is uh, Intel has finally brought their A-game. Uh, for a long time, they haven't been doing a lot. They've been just doing just enough to claim, like, best gaming performance, but then for other... Um, you know, multi-core, multi-threaded you know, uh, processes. It hasn't been as good. So it's like, if you want the best for gaming only, Intel's the way to go. But if you want to do anything else as far as like video editing and, you know, like multiple programs or anything like that, or, you know, you need more uh, for a workhorse, AMD was right there. And you're like, you know what? Uh, AMD is usually the better bang for your buck. You may not get the peak gaming, but you get a far superior... Uh, cpu on all the other fronts yeah that equally um you know it's it's a more well-rounded system i mean that's kind of what um, i was uh, kind of thinking is that in the past what two three years it's been like well yeah i mean if you really have to have the very pinnacle best then you then you'll just pay the money and go intel but as far as like if you have a wallet that you want to respect in the morning um it's been like amd and ryzen you know like up and down, left and right. They're just price for parity and price for performance rather has been, has been all on the side of AMD. 
Uh, yes, as far as I, as their far as I've power been... consumption has been better. There, it's just uh, you know generally more cores for cheaper for less money, uh, and to the point where uh, honestly the the last uh, the eleventh gen series of uh, Intel was pretty hot garbage is the is the way to put it. I mean, when you look at the fact that you honestly were better off, you know, for especially for the price to just stick with a 10 uh a 10th gen system because you couldn't, you know, for a long while you weren't able to get any of the new processors, even 10th gen. Uh so I happen to have a 10 uh 10900KF. Um so it's overclockable but also it doesn't I need a uh a discrete GPU. Uh, so that um, I would have loved to have gotten the Zen 3 uh, 5900 or 5950, uh, though that would be more than I actually need. Uh, it would have been, but you know, overkill. But you know, you want what well, you always want the best when you can, you know, even if you can't afford it or you can't find it. Yeah. Uh, but I was happy getting the 10900 and I got it. I was a little kicking myself because like I had is I was in a situation where I had to get it. Um, it was the best what I could get, and I knew just around the corner the new Intel 11, uh, 11th gen systems were coming out. And I'm like, oh man, this sucks because you know, like, not only am I not getting the AMD, I'm missing. Yeah, I'm like, Intel's going to come out their 11th gen, and like, and then I'm just going to be like, I'm already just with an old thing. The 11th gen came out. I'm like, oh, in fact, I'm perfectly fine where I am because there's almost no real gain uh, on the 11th. I'm like, that's actually it sucks for them, but it's really good for me. Uh, yeah. so, but now there's huge gains apparently. Uh, so a lot of people are, uh, I guess the, the current flagship of the, uh, the new Intel 12th gen, that's going to be the 12, 900 K. And that is currently going for, I believe it's six fifty. Um, uh, so when you're, I'm sorry, is that the I nine? Uh, yes, yes. Okay. The I nine. And, so when you're comparing it, you're going to compare it to um, the 5900 is the closest uh, in price uh, pricing. So uh, the 5900 goes for uh, 550 to 500 uh, if it's on sale. Like currently, Micro Center has the uh, 5900X uh, for $500. And I mean, if you go with the 5950, uh, that's going for... Uh, it shows MSRP of 800, but currently they have it on sale for 700. So you can get it for now for 700, uh, which is $50 more uh, still than the current uh, 12th gen 12900K. Yeah. Uh, so right now, Intel is not only cheaper, but from what everything what you've been uh, the reviews I've been seeing, it's actually better. It's outperforming in uh, quite a lot of scenarios. There's a few scenarios where it. Um, the, the big difference is now they're really pushing uh, to get the full capability of this uh, 12900K or the 12, just the 12th gen series. You need to uh, be looking at getting a new motherboard uh, because a lot of this stuff ain't going to be backwards compatible. Uh, you have to upgrade to Windows 11 yeah. uh, to get the full range. You can still run it on Windows 10. It's just not going to be theoretically the full potential. It is meant for Windows 11. Yeah, there's um, there's like uh, I watched a video on this, and there's certain things that Windows 10 cannot access, and Windows 11 is able to make better use of like the efficiency cores and stuff like that. I'm, I'm kind of hazy on it, but that's sort of the idea. Yeah, so that's exactly it. Uh, 
So essentially you have your standard cores and you have your efficiency cores. And the efficiency cores are meant for uh, the more general tasks. Um, but it's, uh, you, can, you know, they can work in tandem and it it's a really exciting. Uh, I like hearing about the new technology. I like to see where this is about to, where this is going. But like I said, the most exciting part is they finally brought uh, innovation uh, because they've they changed. This is the first time they've changed it up in a really long time. Um, Intel has been stagnant. Uh, they've been very complacent, and since uh, AMD has been clawing their way up for the last couple uh, couple iterations. And they've really been taking a strong foothold now. Uh, so because of that, you know, Intel finally had to change things. They made a, com- a, a good competitor uh, pricing-wise as well. And yeah. uh, now the, what's going to do is uh, in a, you probably won't see an AMD refresh until my guess is probably early, fe- like maybe February. But you'll be you know mid to late first uh, quarter you might at least hear about some, you know, I'm hoping to hear about some news before the end of the year. Uh, and I'm, I'm figuring the soonest you'll see it is maybe by the end of the first quarter. Um, but that'll, that'll, you know, we're hoping that they bring up, they, this will bring competition in that space. And, yeah. uh, you know, hopefully it brings a better system, you know, also equally uh, price comparable. And if we're lucky, because right now, of course, everyone's buying everything, everything's going to get scalped anyways. So... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, CPUs aren't quite as bad uh, about that, uh, at least to me, But because um, I didn't have too much trouble getting hold of my CPU that I just uh, bought recently. But, like, um, yeah, I mean, like, I follow um, the the stock prices for, for Intel and AMD, and Intel's stock price has been shit for a long time. Um, honestly, though, I haven't looked at it in a while, but, but AMD's has been really kicking ass. So... Um, I kind of wonder if this is going to put, uh, if if this is something that the shareholders uh, for Intel were like, okay, you guys need to fucking do something about this because we're getting our asses handed to us. Because I mean, before like, I mean, it was like for what decades that it was Intel. It was like Intel was the only game in town, right? Uh, so what it is is, um, it, Intel's been top for gaming for a really long time. Now, what would happen is uh, AMD would always make a very, uh, they weren't in that they were never for for a really long time. Their their job was not um, top tier. Yeah. Their job was to make the most um, solid foundation, uh, best bang for your buck. Uh, you know, and, you know, still does everything you want it to. It just doesn't hit. It just wasn't targeting uh, the top. You know you know, top 10, 15 percentile of like extreme graphics, you know, stuff, you know, but it was always more of a workhorse kind of concept. Yeah. Just um, leaving the Twitch streamers alone. Like, yeah. And you know, it for, but it did other things that streamers would love, uh, like being able to encode and do, uh, you know, because of the multi-thread and all more, the course and stuff, it made it, uh, more efficient that way. So it could handle a lot, uh, a lot more tasks. Um, but you know, a lot of games, uh, that were still focusing on single uh, single core uh, processing was I think uh, Far Cry was notorious for that mm-hmm. uh, you know so they were more of a single thread uh, system and so Intel did much better on that because they had the um, the higher hertz fewer you know fewer cores so it really you know that's why it got the top marks um, but you know AMD has really come a long way and more and more people 
are going there because like, oh, dude, if I'm going to be Twitch uh, streamer, if I'm going to be YouTube, you know, it's like doing live things uh, or if I'm going to do doing a lot of editing, uh, AMD is, you know, the way to go. And so this is, like I said, the first time in a long time that you, you know, you really look at Intel and be like, wow, you did something different. And it's not only different, but it's really good. Um, So I'm really excited to see how this plans out. Yeah, from what I saw, it looked like the i5 is a really great spot to be in if if you're the kind of person who uh, who needs to do you know who wants to do gaming and then also wants to do some fairly um, light I don't know how to say this sort of light um, uh, uh, work with like uh, graphics or like um, video processing then like the i5 is a great um, is a great price for what it does for you. And then the i9, it seemed like, uh, got really hot that if it, that if you put that under load, that it, that it was getting really, really, really warm, uh, to a point that even like a, uh, that, that basically like, uh, you kind of needed liquid cooling almost to really bring the, the temperature back down to acceptable levels. Yeah, so the reason why is also the uh, the design of the actual uh, CPU is different. It's um, it kind of goes into yeah, it's thin, but it's also a little more uh, rectangle than it is traditional square. Um, yeah, that's what the Threadripper uh, was noted for. So the Threadripper wasn't targeted for gaming, but well, it's it, you know you can use it for gaming, but it was AMD's super powerhouse for those who are doing a lot of um, you know video uh rendering work. so yeah yeah when you when you want to and when you want to render uh you know do blender and stuff like that yeah. that is that's why you have threadripper um and that sucker was you know it's a weird shape too in comparison to a standard uh zen you know two or three and so yeah it's that's it's a new chipset a new chip design and it is running hot uh but honestly when you're when you're that high on uh you know, like when you're in the i9 series, you generally want to have a really nice cooler anyways. Uh, not everyone goes with the uh, a liquid cool, but, you know, a lot of people will be buying a decent aftermarket um, air cool and they all have at least decent fans to boot because you have the money to back that up uh, if you're tra- if you're targeting the high end stuff. Um, so that's kind of you're you're more in enthusiast territory or if you do it for work, then you most definitely are going to be cranking out what you can and. Uh, what happens is a lot of the old coolers, um, oh, not a lot. I'd say some of the old coolers uh, that are compatible, you know, with a new bracket change, um, they're having some. There are some of them that are having issues with um, doing proper uh, proper heat sink uh, compatibility because it may fit properly, but maybe the seal or you know, it's not as uh, flat as it needs to be. Uh, there are some issues with. Uh, so essentially, a lot to be on the safe side, you're better off trying to buy a new. Um, cooler that is specifically designed for the 12th gen instead of trying to refab your old one mm. uh, you just it's better to be safe on than sorry in that front um, and honestly if I would be if I would be building up a whole new unit and getting it I'd try to get a I'd try to do a um, I wouldn't go with an all-in-one cooler essentially I'd try to do you know dedicated loop uh, for liquid cooling you know have do the whole tubes and make it look pretty uh, because yeah. that's and for me personally, I'd, that'd be most definitely a, an exciting enthusiast uh, build. Uh, but I don't have any really work 
you know, I'm not rendering, I'm not video editing, I'm not doing anything hard that uh, requires me to actually get something like that. I just get it because I want to, but then I'd bleed all my money dry and then I'd be sad. Yeah, you'd be spending like <laughs> nothing to play. Ten thousand uh, dollars getting this fucking computer together that you're gonna play like Minecraft on. <laughs> I'd be like, no, it's like I can finally play Crisis. You know, you know, like I you like know, I have my Steam library, and then you know, I'll just play those. And, you know, I'll just download. You know, I'll play Skyrim and get all the mods. Yeah. Um, but that's really it. I mean. It's it's exciting. Uh, with this also comes the fact that uh, they're trying to push uh, a DDR5 uh, yeah. memory, and uh, there's implementing this. You know, you can you can use it with you can you either have to choose whether or not your motherboard is going to be you'll be using a DDR4, or DDR5. Or at least right now, that's how it is, and uh, it's debatable what to go with. Some people are like, well, I'll just go DDR5 because that's you know future proofing. But it's also like the for Gen One, you know, it's like you you don't really know how things are going to change in the beginnings. The beginning is always a little clunky. Yeah. So you know, next year's reiteration over that board and how they do implement uh, DDR5 might be better. Uh, but if you want to be groundbreaking, there you go. Uh, or you can go with the uh, DDR4, and there that's already at at you know court, you know peak life cycle. So they've really lo learned how to optimize uh, RAM and memory that way. So it's it's your choice. It's it two sides of you know. Yeah, like you you've, flip you, a coin. you've either got too much money, or you're in you're in that world of like, of like making YouTube videos of your builds and all your stuff. If you're if you're trying to get something else done besides one of those two things, then. Then to me, it's like I mean, maybe you go with like a like an i five or whatever, but 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 uh, you know, you don't necessarily need to go for all this just yet. It might be better to wait for the for the second gen of the uh, DDR five to come out. Yeah, so I would you know if it really does depend on what you're implementing. Like I went with the um, I wanted to go with a higher end uh, CPU because I my old computer was pretty old. And I needed to do a whole new build, anyways. Uh, I my goal was to do. Um, I wanted something to run Flight Sim in 4K. Uh, I have an older 2018 model, I think uh, OLED. So uh, it does, you know, uh, I think it does 4K 60, and it doesn't do, you know, I can't do 120 or nothing like that. But uh, I wanted something to at least run that. So that's why the best I could get at the time, uh, shortly after um well peak pandemic but you know shortly after the uh the uh amd had launched their zen 3 architect uh so i, I could not find the 5900 and so i went with the the 10900k uh or kf and that honestly does the gaming and does the workhorse i need and that's that's why i did that uh if you want a basic bar barrier to entry you know the i5s have always been solid and that's the thing is they're intel is now pr providing a low a good lower tier, you know, entry, you know, barrier entry, because that will. Uh, a lot of people feel that AMD has overlooked that, because uh, AMD, I forgot the lowest one they went with uh, last couple times, but it, they've always been a really good, like you know, like less than two hundred dollar uh, CPU that's still solid. Yeah. Uh, they, but because now the market is what it is, they're like, we don't, we just gonna overlook that because people are willing to pay these high prices, because uh, they're thirsty. Yeah. One of those things and 
yeah so that's you know that's what's that that's you know the exciting news and i look forward to seeing how that develops over time uh but outside of that there's not really much else on the news front that i was willing to talk about but uh how about yourself uh what did you pull up do you want to talk about games yeah, I think we should finally get around to talking about games. <laughs> okay, let's talk about some games real quick, and then we'll jump back uh, over to news. I kind of thought you wanted to to do to do some of that uh, the this Gen tw- Gen twelve stuff because it's not like typical news. It's it is sort of its own own thing. Um, I get excited about tech, so uh, yeah. I mean, if you know, some people find it boring, and it's really dry at times. So <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but like, it's, I, person, it's... I like building a computer. I like building my computers, and I like getting. I like lo- looking at people talking about stats and performance. Yeah. Um, you showed me some good YouTube channels about that. <laughs> um, I think um, if you don't have anything else to talk about, I can talk about uh, some stuff. Yeah, for sure. Go right ahead, man. Take it away. So um, I bought this little game. I'm not going to talk about this very long. This little stupid game yesterday on Steam called Townscaper. And it is like, it was, uh, I think, 650 after taxes and it's just it has no point all you do is click and um it makes uh you you you're clicking on water and it makes a like a concrete walking path and then you click on that and it makes a house and then you click on it some more and it makes it taller and every time that you click it just goes bloop 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 um and you can make some crazy ass shit you can i mean you can make it like really tall and and they've kind of uh made it so you can change colors and and take pictures and uh lower the like lower the sunset or lower the sun so that it looks like there the sun is setting on your little town that you've made um and i don't know like it's it's kind of fun it's uh definitely like a little time waster. Um, I kind of wish that they would put that they would put a little bit more in it. Um, I don't know what you would even do, but um, can you click and drag, or do you have to manually click on each space you want? You gotta click on every motherfucking space. Um, okay. It's yeah, yeah. So it's not it's not a game that's made to. It's not a game that has a point. It's just kind of silly, fun, and um, relaxing. I would say. Um, no, totally. It 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 has that you know Zen feel. It has that you know it's uh I like the the art you know aesthetic opposed to because uh, that's why a lot of people like the creative mode in Minecraft. Yeah. Uh, except for not everyone prefer not everyone likes the voxel look, uh, and you know that's understandable. Uh, this has a, it has a little cute aesthetic. Uh, you can, I like the fact that from the video you're showing here, you can, uh, you know, build uh, not only just on the land, but you can make it like a, you know, stilts and you know, kind of like your own bridgeways and such. So that's actually really neat. Yeah, like it's all procedurally generated, I guess. As you as you go through, you have no control over it other than just like click and change colors. Okay. Um, so it, it's it, it's a. I kind of thought about it. As like a well, what if I could make a like a like a D and D map with this, or like a little D and D town, um, and it, and it really isn't for that. I mean, you could maybe finagle it to do that if you really wanted to, but it it would just kind of be I, 
awkward. It, with the D&D bit, I think you'd at least be able to do a quick, like, blueprint or, like, mock-up and be like, here's kind of a photo of what it looks like and just slide that over. Yeah. Um, I think that'd be doable. Um, and is this... So this is listed as a full release or is this supposed to be, like, in beta or... I think this is at 1.0. Um, okay. I'm pretty sure this is at 1.0. I saw some of the news after I bought the game on their page. It was, like, 1.0 and I think they had a pre-release or whatever back in August. Um, I think it's a Swedish developer or Northern European developer. That's the name. The name sounded like that to me. Um, it'd be cool if they did a little more with it and made it more of a progression system or something. But, you know, as it is, it's a cute little time waster. And I thought it was pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, do you know if it's comes out, if it's on anything like uh, mobile devices? Because it looks like it'd be originally targeted for phones or tablets uh, I mean, just the way it's designed i mean i only know about it on steam uh it does make sense for it to be on like ios or android um because it, it could almost work in that i don't know it might be a little too intensive for some phones um maybe uh yeah i just thought because the the simple interface uh, and you know it's you can i can totally see killing some time with it just being like, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, you know, I have nothing else really to do. I really don't want to, you know, I'm tired of reading news and stuff or looking at like social media. I'm just going to go and, t you know, play this without any cost for, uh, oh, I'm in the middle of something, you know, like I I have to get off the bus. Now I have to stop my game or something. You know, this is something you can just pick up and put down. Yeah. And the way they've made it work, everything you make looks interesting. You know, it's just as you stack stuff on top of itself, it always looks like a town, but it always looks like a really interesting town built on the water. And it's, it's a, it's a cute little idea. And I, I think probably six bucks is kind of high for it. <laughs> I know it's kind of, it's kind of weird, but if they, if they drop it down to anything lower than that, then I'd say it's probably worth it. If you're just looking for a time waster. Okay. But yeah. That's cool. How about anything else then? So I talked about this a while ago, but I hadn't played it very much. I um, have been playing uh, Guilty Gear Strive a lot more recently. Um, I played probably about uh, uh, about seven hours of it so far. I spent about five of that, maybe six of that, in training, um, just just learning how to play, just getting really familiar with the controls learning just really internalizing as many moves as i could for just a few characters um so I, I got a lot i got a lot better at it you know uh even through that i didn't know that until i jumped into um playing against another person but um so the way that it works is the the progression system or the ranking system is through a, a tower so when you first uh, go to play against other people. It says, "Hang on a second. You got to play against this computer opponent, and we'll place you in a in a certain spot in the tower." Um, so they're merciful to you that way because they don't want you getting trash canned by by randos. They place you into a certain area. Well, I got beat by the computer, um, but it was pretty close in both of the rounds. Um, so they placed me in level four of this tower, which there's only eight levels. So it was just below half. 
And then the, I played this guy right after that, and I won. I, I won against my first human opponent, and so they ranked me up to level five. And then I got a guy with um, a Korean name, and he whipped my ass real hard, real fast. Uh, and I, I knew he, I knew he would going into it. I was like, okay, this is this is gonna be brutal. But I, but I made my goal to just hit him at least once, and I did. <laughs> he didn't perfect me, so I did get him at least once. Um, and then I got trash canned by another uh, player. But then uh, we played again, and I, I won that one. But I think they were sandbagging a little bit, so I think they were they're just trying to get me to keep playing. Um, but anyway, so either way, I'm two and two in uh, in in my online career so far but uh it's it's pretty it's a great game um it's it's a great game as far as that is concerned at least like i would say the main point of fighting games nowadays is probably has always been is um you know the 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 mono and mono aspect the you know the playing against another human human uh fighter is is where a fighting game lives and dies. Um, but like, and this game is really great for that. For a lot of the other stuff around it, I am a little bit unsatisfied. Um, so the story of this game, they they just made an anime. They just made an anime of this of the story, and they just put it on the front page of the game, and you can just go watch the whole thing and you don't have to earn any of it or anything like that, which is kind of good, but it's also kind of like, I sort of wanted to play through an arcade story version of this game and earn this story, even on easy mode, even on something where it's like, well, it's just whatever. Um, I would have preferred that. Um, extras, like all the, like, they give you like, or you can have access to a whole bunch of different sound files from earlier Guilty Gear games. Um, you get color palettes and costumes and stuff like that. And so this is the first real uh, Guilty Gear game you've got into, correct? Yeah, I think I, well, I had Blaz Blue. That's not Guilty Gear. Uh, so yeah, this is the first Guilty Gear game that I've ever actually played. Yeah, so all right then. Uh, yeah, I know that, uh, you know, the game, this is the most accessible it's ever been. Uh, I I have the old GameCube, and I think I have uh like uh was it X or uh Third Strike X Strike or something I forget now it's um so I I owned like two others, and I every time I try to get in, I'm like yeah let me try this one because it looks it always looked gorgeous and it always played pretty well, but I just I'm terrible at it. Uh, <laughs> I'm so bad at this game, but this is the one that I'm like oh I kind of want to give the shot at because. Uh, it just it looks amazing and i it's they've really gotten a lot better with um the tutorials and just overall onboarding uh so this it's it's cool seeing that you're getting into this now now what i felt you missed a big opportunity of just doing your own montage you know having you try to play online and then just getting your teeth kicked in <laughs> and then you then training oh, yeah. for six hours you know headband and sweating up and you know then coming back and be like yeah now i'm batting 500 you know I, i'm saving that video for the patreon <laughs> no like like this game if you are gonna if you ever wanted to get into one of these 
I would say this is probably the time to do it. There's really not that many moves. Like every every player, every character has like not that many moves. Not like uh, like Tekken, where every character has like fucking two hundred moves. Um, they so they have just kind of a, a few moves each one. I would say that it's slower than I thought it would be. Um, blessedly slow where you're like, okay, I can see that that's coming and I, I can counter it. Like other, other games I've played like this, it, it's so fast. You can't even, you can't even see what's going on, but everything is communicated to you really, really well. Um, in, in this game, I think, I think it's, uh, it's, it's really good, um, for all of that stuff, but like, like the extras, um, you can get them by randomly. So you earn fight money, right? And then you can go, you can go fishing and then you'll spend your money and you'll get stuff, but it's random. You just kind of get random extras. And I was like, okay. Um, so it's kind of like a slot machine. I would have preferred to fight my way through some mode and earn that stuff. Uh, with cheaper stuff early on and better stuff for beating like bosses and stuff like that. Um, but that's kind of just yeah, the way that I, I like to do the it. idea of, you know, I'd be more inclined to earning your currency and then buying what you want because I, you know, if I'm going to main someone, I just want to have their outfits or their, you know, their stuff. I don't necessarily want my, if uh, Overwatch has taught me anything, I will always get the cool stuff for the characters I never touch. Um, yeah yeah that's the way that's your luck right that's my luck too yeah yeah i i could have used something like that i mean i think these kind of games don't really cater to single player experiences anymore because they're they're just so online heavy um but i it it, but i would have really enjoyed something like that because i mean i might play the online a lot but I'm never going to get really good at it. I'm only ever going to be. This was done by Arxis, right? Arxis and Marks, yeah. Yeah, so they do a really good job about, and quite a few other their other games, about making a good story content. Um, And so it's really interesting to hear that they're a little lacking on the story on this one. Because, yeah, they've made really good fighting game stories. Um, I mean, it's there. It's there for you to just consume watch yeah but, but, that's that's the sad that's the, the, the it's disappointment because i think that they did one for the dragon ball game and it's you know you fight get the scenes stuff like that um i personally like you know getting story out of you know it, that's how it was with uh the you know street fighter 2 i mean you beat the game so you can watch ryu do you know shahrukans out of the waterfall or uh walk yeah. away you know like into the distance uh uh, you that's you only got the endings if you if you beat the game and then you in order to get the beginning of their stories you had to read the manual so yeah. it's like yeah. Blanca was separated from his mom in a plane crash oh that's terrible and then you know and then you realize oh wait he gets reunited with her at the end oh it's so good it was worth playing through the entire game as him and it was shit <laughs> yeah I mean I, I would have just preferred that but but besides that the the game is really well made the fighting is just fantastic all the characters are totally different. And um, even if I don't like, even if I don't like that character, I don't really want to play it. I at least respect the work that went into creating them as like a different thing. They definitely don't, nothing feels generic in this game. 
uh, on that front. So anyway, if I remember correctly, you're playing on a fight stick, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll actually hang on just a second. So this is the fight stick I'm playing on. It is a, uh, Mayflash, uh, F 500 elite. Um, it's, uh, got Sanwa parts. Let me put it back. All right, yeah, I like Sanwa a lot. Uh, granted, it's they they've always been pretty popular for the uh, for the most part. I couldn't, uh, I didn't notice. Uh, I, I thought you went with the um, the ball uh, top instead of the bat, correct? I think this one comes with the ball, but yes, okay. I, I decided to go with it. Um, I am a little indifferent, but I think I prefer the ball. I I guess I grew up most of my arcade uh a lot of my arcade stuff was overseas so uh having doing the champagne glass hold uh it was always a preference for me uh and then i guess you know but i have oh, friends yeah. who will they'll only go with the uh the bat design because you know playing games like um uh gauntlet and stuff like that or you know like those were those arcade games were always generally us bat style so yeah i'll do the 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 stick between the pinky and the ring finger. Um, that's, I saw somebody do that and I was like, okay, that kind of makes sense to me. So I just, I just try to do that, but it's a good stick. I had never play. I, I mean, I just bought this like a few months ago. Um, and I, and guilty gear strive is the first game that I had really put time into it. And man, like it's night and day, like they should almost sell fighting games with fight sticks. Cause it's just like being able to pull pull off combos and stuff like that. It's you. It's so hard to do it with a controller, and it's so easy and it feels so good on a fight stick. Yeah, I mean, well, when we started uh, getting into fighting games back in uh, Japan, uh, and I had the PS3, so I was that was that became. I bought a lot of fighting games on there and we ended up that's you know it was i bought the cheap set the little ps3 mini hori uh you know controllers like it was like yay big so yeah. i don't know uh like a foot and a half maybe in you know width so they were really little tiny lap uh fight sticks but i still felt that that was uh way better than a controller but i have a hard time with controller inputs um uh, I, mean, I just i've that's how i feel yeah i mean like like hori is a really good has some expensive stuff, but they also have a lot of really good uh, entry-level fight sticks. Uh, this one was 150. I felt like it was a good place to start. Um, they have them for like 100 and like even like 80 or 90. Um, and I think that like, like for me, I was like, well, I want something that's a little bit quality, but I also don't want to break the bank um, and spend just a, a shitload. Oh, oh, I don't think it's going to come over well, not, Dan, because gotta, of the... Uh, you got to put it right in front of your chest, I think. If, if you're yeah, gonna... I think so. And uh, even then... No, unfortunately, because of the uh, NVIDIA uh, capture, the blurring image, it won't show the one fight stick I had for a long time ago. Let's see if I can turn it off on the fly and see what happens. Black round, uh, boom. Oh, Damn, got you it. did it. Yeah. So this is the old uh, PS2 Xbox. Hold that. I'm just gonna give us a little bit bigger screen. There you go. Yeah. So nice. This one was uh artwork artwork done by Udon. Yeah. So I kinda wanna re I kinda wanna gut this thing and repurpose it. 
because obviously it's it's a really awesome uh, fight stick. I don't know. So man. for for people listening, it's you know it's an old uh, 15th anniversary fight stick for uh, Street Fighter, and I love it. It's it's a beautiful art style. It's uh, I bought it when it was like clearancing out or something like that, and they still had one. So I think it was like sixty bucks or something. You got that? For yeah, sixty steel. bucks. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's still is, is the tag still on it? Yeah, it was sixty bucks when I bought it. <laughs> That's so funny. I mean, the box looks like it's still in pretty good condition, uh, and everything. I don't know. I, I look into it, but it looks like I would just keep that, man. That's. It's gonna yeah. be uh, uh, it's one of those things. I probably I can probably get a PS2 to like USB converting cable or something like that, and then use it that way. Uh, it depends on how bad the input lag is and whatnot. But I don't know. It's this one is a semi like bat style. Uh, I'm not sure what parts are in it, but it looks amazing. Uh, I, I absolutely love the Udon art. Um, yeah. So it makes amazing yeah, it's, art. They, <laughs> no, they make really good comics, and they actually came with a giant ass poster in this one too. Oh, yeah. Like a, a panoramic poster. Essentially, it's the cover on the box where all the fighters are, you know, portrayed. And yeah, it was it was, it was sweet. Uh, that's how I was. I was big into those collections that came out on the PS2 as well. So they'd have like the you know the early Street Fighter or, or arcade game collections. And so I'm like, well, I was buying a lot of those, you know, uh, uh, Namco and uh, you know Namco bundles and stuff like that. So I'm like, yeah, I'm buying all these arcade games. Why not? I invested in it, and now it's just on top of my bookshelf still super cool collector's item but yeah, yeah like uh that's uh that's that's awesome dude um so you know getting this fight stick has really made me uh enjoy this game a lot more than i would have because i did play with play it with the controller a little bit and i was like okay i think i tried it with the controller first and i was like okay eh, this sucks i suck at this i'm really bad okay but then i got the fight stick and i was like this is hard to wheeled but once i got in there and really got a rhythm it was just awesome so now i'm really looking forward to um kind of the next i guess is the next major release um of uh 2d fighters and that's uh king of fighters 15 which is out uh, in february so i will probably go ahead and buy that as soon as it comes out um i've seen some 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 uh gameplay of it Looks fine. People are saying that graphics aren't as good or whatever. Looks cool to me. I'm excited for it. King of Fighters has always been a really solid series. The problem is they were notorious in the early days for being um, campaign-wise. Like, oh, yeah, everything's good. I'm doing all right. I'm making my way to the end. Last boss, fucking monster. Like, <laughs> you know, pulling off back-to-back, you know, like, moves that you can't, like... I'm pretty sure some of those games are broken to the point where you cannot do some of those combos. Uh, they cheat, just essentially. Like, oh, yeah, they very much cheat. And that was, it was to eat your coins, and you had to get at a level of good. So, like, coming in as a casual, be like, yeah, okay, cool. I'm, I'm working my way through, and all of a sudden, this last dude just completely, like, perfects you. You're like, what the hell? This is bullshit, you know? <laughs> uh, so upset. And... The, the friends I knew who, you know, when I went, like, when I was overseas, they were able to play these. I'm like, oh, God, you suck. I mean, I'm jealous because, you know, you're good at this, but it's completely different uh, gameplay from, or I felt it was, I felt it was really different from Street Fighter. Uh, not quite as different as Tekken, you know, or anything like that, but it, it was different enough. It had its own 
um you know its own vibe you know it's not it's not like a virtual fighter or something like that because virtual fighter was such a slow methodical game i felt uh and watching people the good there there's video footage out there with someone playing with one hand literally one hand going from stick to buttons and back again and you're like oh you you suck (laughs) you you, they can win that way i'm like that's that's just the ultimate insult to injury um that's brutal so yeah no but no king of fighters has always been a fun concept and i like a lot of the characters in it um because it's it was always uh an snk property and but uh as far as this next one coming out i'm like yeah that's i respect them i'm not sure if i'd get into it but maybe if you get into it then i'll try to get in yeah i'm i'm not sure i mean i'll definitely i'm definitely gonna buy it i'm not sure if i'm gonna get it on pc or if i can i'll get it on if i can get a ps5 i'll might get it on that, um, but yeah, that's that's all I have to talk about for for games that I've played. Um, what do you want to go? Yeah, well, I mean, I, the only thing I've been really pl- playing is uh, more of the same uh, Back for Blood for the most part. Uh, usually, uh, of late, when I get some free time, uh, I have enough friends who are interested in it, so I'm rotating in through a couple groups, and. It just means that I haven't really gotten very far in campaign wise. I've made it to the um the second full like chapter. Yeah. Or it depends on how you want to put it, because it's like you have multiple acts in in the one chapter. So I made it to the second chapter. I'm in like act two. Uh but then the core group that I was playing with, uh like or a few of us were like, let's play it again, but let's do it let's up the difficulty. And it won't unfortunately let you uh as you're unlocking the chapters, you have to actually play through it on that difficulty or less. So it won't let you just up, you know, like you're on, you're on chapter two. Now you can play on a harder difficulty. No, you've got to start all the way from the beginning and earn your way. I'm like, which is fine to a certain point, but like, just let us have our fun and then realize maybe we shouldn't be playing on this harder difficulty because, you know, playing on the medium setting now uh, that, you know, it's, it's doable. Uh, got to the point towards the end of uh, uh, chapter one where it started getting really tough. Like, oh, wow. Like, we just got, like, uh, the swarms come out in a weird way. Maybe there's probably some science behind it where uh, we might be triggering things incorrectly uh, and learning that, hey, do not set off any alarms. The moment you set off an alarm, you're going to be screwed. Uh, Because, you know, like, usually we can survive the wave, but then we get injured just enough. And then when the game sets out another wave or if we're, if we're uh, unlucky enough to set off another alarm of some sort, you know, then we just get murdered. Uh, so it's been really rough that way, but super fun still. I mean, when you're playing with a group of four, uh, communication is key. And then, of course, you start yelling at each other because you're like, you know, everyone wants to try to blame someone else. <laughs> no one wants to take responsibility for them. Like, but this game does does do the good thing of calling out who... Uh, set off the car alarm or who shot the crows or you know who did what like no it's like it wasn't me yeah it was the game said so right here (laughs) well my bullet went through that guy it's not my fault it went through the door and set off the the alarm we've all shot birds by accident yeah i shot i I shot from way down the block and i'm like ah i know there's usually birds spawn there uh, like out of sight and I should have known better. And I was shooting in that direction. That was dumb of me. We've all shot um, birds by accident, but Adam has shot the most. So <laughs> that's that's uh, that's who we can blame. 
yeah man and then you're like friendly fire's on now so like all right yeah. now i think t- time to get your your soap party on right i think oh. for the medium and hard <laughs> difficulties you just gotta probably first of all have in-depth understanding of all the guns and everything how everything works on a subatomic level and then you also just have to play super tight teamwork and basically no mistakes i think that's probably kind of no mistakes is key i think it's having the proper build because right now the you know a lot of the groups i'm playing with uh we're all trying to unlock the 500 kills with the different base weapons because that unlocks at least some cards um each so if you 500 kills with a melee uh pistol shotgun assault rifle light machine gun submachine gun uh i think a shotgun uh so all those you get uh after getting 500 kills you get a, another card don't really know what all the cards i don't know if you i haven't even bothered checking to see if i can actually see what cards they are but it's like i try not like all the cards so you can at least have more options on the table and then having a proper proper deck built for what you want and so what a lot of times is happening is we're building a deck kind of for everything and then when we decide to choose a weapon we're not really specializing or we'll specialize in a certain weapon realize we're at a certain spot where that weapon isn't ideal and now that we have to switch weapons um we're not really optimized for it so it's kind of you know it's a risk and reward type of thing it really helps if you and your friends know what you want to do when you go in and you stick to it uh, at one point we all switched to uh, three of us were using assault rifles essentially just because of how things played out um, because our sniper wasn't uh, doing enough DPS and so he had to switch it up um, one of the other guys was using a submachine gun because trying to get those kills realizing that submachine gun he started out with it was super weak yeah. and so yeah we all end up using SMG or assault rifle I mean and because of that, we're burning through ammo super quick. And we're like, oh, crap. Now that we're in the middle of a fight, completely out of uh, assault rifle ammo, now you're just picking up any random gun just to use something else different. And they, that might be nowhere near as good because you haven't been, you know, pumping points and you know, mods into it. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, uh, I was using shotgun for a while. And finally, we were just at a point where I just had to switch over to assault rifle because I just couldn't get enough enough bullets into zombies fast enough it just i i had to get too close and it was it was messy um but I, i'm still having a lot of fun too i'm looking forward to playing some more with you guys um yeah getting uh a little it, it works it works real well uh, i i it's a fun game uh i would like to go through the story more uh just to see where that leads there's not really much of a story because everything's done in, in the background yeah um but it is fun to see how, depending on who you play, how their banter kicks in. Um, I, I'm i playing it, currently playing it as not John Goodman. I don't actually know any of their real names. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the dude who looks like John Goodman from uh, The Big Lebowski. Yeah. And so that's, uh, uh, he seems to be a real military suck up. So <laughs> he's like, uh, he's, yeah, he's just a little pet for the general that you're there. And, you know, he's like, you're a good you're a good soldier and he's like thank you sir you know and, uh or if you get shot by uh how was it um the soldier class uh walker uh if yeah. walker shoots you he's like i understand i understand it happens or something like that he's like really but then if the doc shoots him like it's like you're supposed to be you're supposed to be healing people not hurting them or something and it's just like wow you you're a little suck up there <laughs> 
dialogue. So it's just it's yeah, it is. It's the dialogue banter is fun. Uh, yeah, the game's good. I I like it. Yeah. Uh, but that's really it because what, what little free time I've had, uh, I've been I've been trying to spend some time with friends, and that's what they want to play. So you know, I have no problems with that at all. No yeah, regrets. It's been good. Um. Yeah. Anything else for you? No, that's it for me on games uh, that I've played. So. All right then. Um. Yeah. Other than that, there's really hasn't been uh, you know, a whole lot else going on. Uh, you know, news has been a little for us been a little on the light side. Uh, is if there's some... any last things you want to mention beforehand though? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, this just came out uh yesterday. Uh, they released about 20 minutes of Elden Ring gameplay. Um. I'm really looking forward to this game. I played Demon Souls back in the day, and I kind of missed a lot of uh, the other Souls games. Um, so I'm really looking forward to to, to getting into this. Uh, this game looks really. I mean, it looks like a Souls game. It just looks like a like a Souls game, but it looks really beautiful. Um, and uh, they just released a whole bunch of uh, of gameplay. Kind of talked about different parts of it. Um, it looks like it's going to be really slick. It's coming out uh, February 22nd, I think. So uh, the week after uh, King of Fighters 15 releases. So I uh, have a kind of a tight window in there to get those those things uh, done. But it's going to be a busy late February and early March for me. But Dude, anyway. don't worry. This is going to be knocked back. I, Again, I, I will wager. It's already been knocked back once from January. Um, so... Yeah. You th- you so get- you still got like another three more times to get pushed back. So you're good. Yeah. I, I, I kind of, I mean, I hate for games to get knocked back, but as long as King of fighters stays where it is, this game can get butt knocked back a couple weeks and I'll be, I'll be happy. Cause I, I it's, uh, it's it kind of sucks. It's, there's nothing releasing in December or January that I really, really want to play. Um, so Dude, there's plenty of back catalog to go through. That's, that's the thing. It's just like that's kind of I don't the feel thing. the I don't feel the need to always be playing the newest stuff. Uh, and this there's very few things that draw me in. Like I have to touch it when it comes out. Uh, of late, I should say. Every now and then, like I said, the last time I think I felt that urge was actually uh, the Marvel Spider-Man uh, by Insomniac. I that one just really had my attention. It really drew me in, and I really like Insomniac open world games. So. Uh, I was, I was lucky. One of my, the local library had it and I'm like, Oh wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, most definitely checking this out. And I binged that game hard. Um, and then we ended up buying a second system for my, uh, my significant other and it came with it. So we're like, sweet. All right. Uh, because yeah, it's, it's a fun game. I, uh, but as far as I'm really glad that Elden Ring looks, it has color to it. It has, it's vibrant because that's um i understand the gothic horror aesthetic uh but i also it having seen enough of them it it reminded me of those times where all the first and third person shooters were always brown yeah uh it kind of you know having this and now that you know it's like it looks it looks really good um it looks super and oh yeah Uh, i mean the last game that really had a lot of good color to it that was uh considered a souls like it was a sekiro yeah um you know people debate what how what kind of souls games it is you know because it's more you know faster pace and whatnot but i've been really bad at these games i tried um 
I tried Dark Souls, tried Demon Soul. I'm not good. I'm just, and I, that's the thing is, I think I respect the hell out of the game. A lot of people to watch the high level gameplay is amazing. I just, uh, I don't have time to get good. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have that it, dedication. They're guessing it's going to be like a 50 hour game, or maybe somebody said it. So that's gonna it's gonna be a big time commitment. Um, I may not even finish it. I might just give it like twenty five or thirty hours in, and and uh, have to have to put it down. But um, I'm excited for it. Uh, yeah, I do have a big I do have a big back catalog, and uh, there's a couple games that are out fairly recently that have come out fairly recently that I do want to play. Um, so I'll probably jump into those. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just probably one of the, the next big things i'm looking forward to and anyway this is some gameplay from it but besides that if i were a betting man i'm betting it's coming out midsummer early to midsummer you think so they'll push, they'll push it back that may, far? may or at, may at the earliest yeah that yeah. i would be amazing well i'm just expecting that everything's been getting pushed back so much and it's, um now people finally get in the hang of this whole covid and working remotely and uh to a certain extent but honestly uh it's it's one of those things that you can push it back, but you you do it because it's a it's going to make a better quality product, and you do not want to fumble a game, uh, you know, like this because uh, the fan base is just so solid. Is and it's rabid too. I mean, if you fuck up a Souls game, then uh, I don't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't <laughs> want to be I wouldn't want to be in your shoes. But I mean, from from software is is good, and I mean, yeah, I just hope that they that they release it whenever the game's ready. Um, For sure. Besides that, um, some other news. Um, I guess this really isn't about it, but uh, oh yeah, so yeah, state of play for October twenty twenty one. This was back on October twenty seventh. Um, this got released, or this came out, and uh, there wasn't too much in it that I found to be really interesting, but there was a couple things. Um, was there anything to you that that stuck out in your mind? You know what? There, uh, there really wasn't a whole lot uh, there that really uh, impressed me. I mean, King of Fighters was exciting. They, I think that's when they first mentioned it, or at least that's when I first was aware of it. To be honest, yeah, the, uh, the, the open beta for that is uh, coming later this month, uh, late November. Oh, okay, that I, I think I missed that then. Okay, uh, that's cool. That will be most definitely worth. That will determine whether or not I'm actually interested in buying it. Is <laughs> how badly I, I get kicked to the curb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, all right, uh, that's cool. Uh, then uh, I'm trying to remember there. Uh, there really wasn't. It was a tight 20 minutes. It was just like, uh, I was surprised at how short it was. Uh, they announced a couple of games back to back, but there was like, uh, I don't know. It was weird that they. I think they ended it on Star Ocean, of all things. No, no. Uh, they. Uh... Oh, wasn't the end? End? It, okay, it was towards the end. I just remember looking. I'm like, is that a Star Ocean game? And I'm like, sure enough. I'm like, oh wow, they're still making those. Um, yeah. I really like the early ones, but I haven't touched anything like PS3 after. Yeah, I mean, most of it was garbage uh, to me. Uh, the King of Fighters open beta was interesting. I just that that's a thing. First Class Trouble. Um, that's like the 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 tricky multiplayer survival game that looked pretty interesting yeah, it's it's the um was it um oh that little murder game that everyone loves playing and i never played it uh among us yeah. um it's it's essentially 
an Among Us like, but with uh, actual like graphics and uh, third person aesthetic, I believe. Yeah. Um. So it's uh that one is actually just became uh I was gonna mention it later, but it's also free on uh PlayStation Plus uh for November. Oh, okay. So as of the time of this, uh you sh- you can uh be getting uh first class trouble for both the PS4 and the PS5, I believe. Uh, yeah. Which is a smart move because a game like that, uh, you want as many people to be playing it because that's it lives and dies by its fan base. Uh, yeah. They did that with uh, uh, the the other one, the obstacle course uh, game. Uh, I can't remember that one though. You're playing as the little the wonky big people um, g- going through like the uh, wipeout or like Takeshi's Castle style obstacle course as you're going through. I don't know. This. Come on. Yeah, you do. You so know this one, and uh, you're there to pick up the slack, man, and you're dropping the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I don't know uh, this one. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah. So this is, uh, but it's a smart move to have a game that requires a lot of people. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know what the deal is in the back end, but yeah, totally the right move. Yeah. Um. um so so it looks it looks good. It, it looks um. It has a kind of a nice aesthetic, uh, and it's probably just like Among Us, so it probably won't really do much. Um, the other two things I thought were worth noting was Star Ocean. Uh, it's called Star Ocean: The The, the Divine Force. Um, Star Ocean's back. It looks okay. Looks like a six out of ten game to me. Uh, the main character I don't really jive with, but maybe it'll be good. Um, I never played the originals, but I remember hearing about them. I think they were pretty popular whenever they came out. And then the last game that they talked about was Little Devil Inside, and that seemed pretty cool. Um, It has a really nice, cute, but sort of horrifying aesthetic to it. The lighting in it is really nice. Um, And uh, it just seemed like like it's going to be a pretty... Like, like I'd play it if somebody uh, put it in front of me, but it also doesn't seem like something I'm going to go out and really try to, uh, to try, like try hard to play, but I'm trying to remember, uh, was this the game where you're playing as the crow or you're like a dude, it starts you as a dude and you get on a train and you come to a town and then, Oh no, this is way different. Yeah. Okay. This is, uh, I, I okay. Yeah. Go ahead and explain it because. This one uh, took me by surprise. It had a really neat uh, art style to it. Yeah, the art style was good. But you come to this town and you, I think, help random people and they kind of send you, you keep getting on this train and then going to a different place and then getting in a car with people and you, like the one that they showed is you get in a car with people and they drive you up to this mansion, and then you walk up to the mansion, and then there's a creepy guy that lets you inside, and then it's clear that there's something, like you're you're hunting for a relic, and then you go down in the basement, and then they don't they cut this off, but they basically say, okay, bad things happen, and now you escape that, and now you go on, and you're just some kind of rip. Roving Traveler. I'm not doing a very good job explaining it, but it looks um, it interesting. Kind of, it reminded me of uh, Kentucky Route Zero. It had yeah. some of that vibes to it. Um, 
not necessarily you know like it it just it was like a weird like story by story basis it didn't yeah. seem like it was one connected story from front to back other than you being the traveler um but like you it's the it's the small encounters along the way that it's like the sum of the parts yeah sort um, of like a monster of, a, of the week but in video but like in a video game form um where every chapter is its own sort of anthology thing going on it looked it looked all right I, like i said I'm not going to run out and try to play it real hard, but it looked okay. Yeah. Um, and Fall Guys was the game I was thinking of before. Oh, uh, okay. The, yeah. Um, and as far as uh, I meant to say it beforehand, but Star Ocean has kind of never really stopped. Uh, really? So the last, Yeah. The, so I first got on board with Star Ocean, uh, ps1 it was star ocean the second story i think it was, yeah the second story i think that was it so that one it there was the big thing is it was um touted for having like over 50 different endings uh and there was quite a bit of real variety in like at least a dozen of them oh. uh some of the other ones were like small snippets like depending if you did this you get a little extra ending to it uh, but it was really neat. You can play between, you know, a guy and a girl. And then depending on that, you can choose like a romance option, which also kind of affected the ending. So you can choose to pursue certain people. And also depending on if you play the guy or the girl, you also might, uh, negate some of the people you actually run across. So that was a neat one because you were, um, it's opposed to the standard fantasy trope. You're like a sci, you're a sci-fi, like you're essentially Wesley Crush Crusher. Like you're this kid son of a famous captain and you're just this newbie on like recruit or like freshly minted um space cadet or whatever, or maybe not cadet, but like full time, you know, office guy. And you you're doing your first away team mission. Uh something happens and you get teleported. Mm-hmm. And so then you're now next thing you know, you're in this fantasy magic you know, like first realm where uh and you're mistaken by their local like one of the girls it's like oh you're like the legendary hero because you came from like you're blonde like they are and you come from the sky you you came out of nowhere and uh she was like being attacked by a monster and you use her like phaser so you blast it with a beam of light and like you have the sword of light and he's like no this is a gun and i'm almost out of charges like i only have a couple shots left that's it <laughs> you know and you're a primitive world so i can't charge this thing <laughs> So that's kind of how his story starts, and uh, the, the, I didn't realize there was an original game, like it was for the like Super Nintendo originally, um, and that one was you're playing your father, uh, the you know because you're playing this this kid in the, the second one, the PS one. Uh, well, apparently his father was not the main hero, but part of the hero's party uh, in the original game. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Um, they because they released that on the PSP. Um, they ended up releasing that one for the first, like translated. It's like, oh, that's neat. Um, but yeah, they they came out with one in uh like, oh one, which was uh, uh Star Ocean Blue Sphere, oh three, uh till the end of time, which I'm pretty sure I have bought I and I never true. actually played. <laughs> they had um the 360 had uh the last the last hope or Star Ocean the last hope never touched it. Um, then they came out with. Uh, two of them in uh, 2016, uh, Star Ocean Integrated and uh, Faithlessness. Uh, that was the, the main console one, and then they had one like, uh, I think it's Amnesians or something like that. It was, it was, I don't know. They they really went hard into the CG 
cutesy like i don't know how to say it. it's not quite like uh hitsano Mi- uh, you know or hatsune miku uh look but they yeah they it's very it's a very weird anime uh cg look to it and that's what this this last one I'm like dude that looks like star ocean and sure enough i'm like wow i can't believe you're dedicating time to uh this sony press conference to fucking star ocean okay cool you got some actual footage of the uh the, the other game you're mentioning yeah the uh, um this is uh the this is a little devil inside uh that's showing now I'm just gonna leave it the way that it is but let's skip oh yeah for sure skip ahead a little no bit. it's it looks really neat uh it has you know because at first it looked like a board game and i'm like okay what's the you know they don't really explain a lot but it looks uh has that aesthetic to it and yeah it's uh it, it'll i think it's piqued my interest for sure yeah and then you like like yeah so this is this is the thing you get in this car and it takes you out and you have to honk at these sheep and it's like what the hell and then um go forward and then you're at this mansion um and it's sort of like and then it switches back over to this really cool like uh art style that's close up instead of a big map world and you get invited in and it's like, okay, clearly this is haunted somehow. Oh, we're going down to the basement. Yeah, this is going to be good. Um, weird drawings on the wall. Hey, come down to this weird room. And then you have to fight this, uh, this monster in here. <laughs> I don't think I I don't know why I don't remember watching this part. And then, and <laughs> I didn't then, remember that. I don't know. That was a short little bit. I must have blinked or something. I don't know what what happened. And you're like, I just know that. And then like it says yeah. like after it says like after you fight that creature, well now these white creatures, these like little white goblins follow you around and you have to stab them to death. And Dude, that for, was ET. That was the, totally <laughs> ET. And then you're it's just kind of random stuff. It's like all over the place, but it. I don't know. It is what it is, but yeah, um, Star Ocean, man, cool. Um, you think you'll play it? Oh hell no! <laughs> That's what, I That's what I thought. Oh man, I mean, it, it's like it's one of those curiosities. Like, oh wow, what? How? It feels like an old ass game. Is it looks that way? Anyways, it looks like, um, like yeah. Last time we made this game years ago. Let's just do more of that. Uh, who knows? It might actually be really cool. I don't know. It's maybe. Uh, yeah, it just they have um, their choice of art design. I'm not the biggest fan of, so we'll you know. Uh, so the only one so more outside of that. There's only one more oh, thing yeah, I want to on. talk about, and that's yeah. Uh, it's just kind of I don't know, making mountains out of molehills, but uh, Xbox Series X slash S sales reach eight million. Game Pass climbs above twenty million. Um, so on a story a few weeks ago, I heard that that PlayStation Five reached sales of ten million, um, which is obviously more than eight million. But I would have thought that the disparity would be way, way more. I would have thought it would be double um, what Xbox really? had sold. Yeah, because of because of how um, because of how Sony won, you know, the last generation so hard. Um, I would have thought that they would just keep doing it. And personally, like I have a PC, I don't need an Xbox 
Series X, but like what you and a couple other people have kind of helped me come around to is like the Xbox Series X and S has a lot of quality of life stuff. So if you want to, so if you want to play games with friends or um, you don't want to be glued to your PC all the time, it is a really viable option. Um, yeah. So I think that um, to say PlayStation. All right. So PlayStation four quote unquote won the last generation, but I think towards the end of the life cycle uh Xbox or Microsoft has re really amped up their game because they were doing really good things as far as uh, the Game Pass uh, initiative and uh, trying to make things more accessible. They were starting to make uh, they were doing the cross platform uh, play sooner than Sony because Sony started becoming more uptight about that. You had the issues with uh, Sony. Uh, they used to give out more free games and then they discontinued the PS3 uh, free games and uh, the Vita stuff. So like you were getting, your value was getting less uh, for the free games you were getting a month. Uh, so I, I see it as they rocked the first, you know, two thirds of that, uh, but they really let it start slipping towards the end. Not enough to, to quote unquote lose the uh, generation, but, uh, since then, you know, like Microsoft had been climbing since the beginning. They finally got a good rhythm going towards the end. They're like, yeah, let's. And they, I felt they kind of were steamrolling their way up. Um, now, as far as uh, PlayStation still had such a strong ba fan base and having those good exclusives really would have helped them, you know, kick in. I'm actually surprised that they sold as many as they had. Uh, but I think most that's more due to, uh, was that FOMO, you know, the fear of missing out. Um, so like, oh, you can't get these anywhere. I'm going to buy it and I'm going to buy a PlayStation anyways in the future, even though none of the games are really out or, you know, and now all the games that were PS uh, five exclusives. Now they're making them fit backwards, you know, to PS four because they drew that line. They were doing all the wrong messaging before uh, PS five came out. They were like, yeah, we believe in generations and we're not going to. We're not going to do a lot of the you know cross gen uh, games and stuff. I'm like I understand you want to draw your line, you want to make, but like your the messaging was we're going to cut off our old um you know all of the old fan base and we're just going to make you start from the fresh and then like they kind of got conceded, but then the pandemic hit and the supply chain got choked out. Uh, so they're like, well, we can't really do we can't provide the games we need for the current uh current gen. So, uh, and we need to do something to make more income. So we're going to make these uh, PS5 exclusives now, you know, accessible to PS4. It's not the most optimal and like they're backpedaling a little bit now. While on the other hand, um, the Xbox has really, you know, got turned, got into their own rhythm and they, they're like, yeah, check this out. We got this cheap little thing, super small. You can play 1080 real well. Uh, and then you got the powerhouse, you know, the, the X version and uh, it does, it's stronger it, like n numerically and it has, you know, theoretically better uh, outcome. Guess what? You can buy external storage for ours right away. You don't have to wait for external storage. Unlike that PlayStation. Uh, they only recently got that within the last few months, finally working. Uh, yeah. It's just, I thought that uh, Xbox would be closer, if not winning, especially with the game pass stuff, because uh, it's so much easier to pay the one flat fee to have your uh, 
library of games you can play. Uh, you know, it includes your the ability to play online. And that way, if you and your friends, you know, ever want to play, you know, because not everyone can afford a system, a new PC and or wants to even deal with the headache of a PC. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, so this and a lot of people are that's why a lot of people are saying, hey, are the consoles finally uh, the way to go now? Because you can't buy any any of them, you know, consoles or uh, PCs, but they're finally having like PC features. You're having ray tracing. You're having, you know, because the last generation felt like they were kind of kneecapped from the start uh they weren't as strong as they should have been but now these ones are pretty strong and pretty beefy so in comparison uh you know you can still get a lot of that same visual quality you're getting you're starting to get 120 uh frames in in a few games you know that hdmi 2.1 has really been a, a big deal uh so uh i think that it doesn't surprise me that there's close. In fact, in my brain, I thought that Xbox would have been in closer, to be honest. Well, I mean, if you count, if you start looking at the Game Pass numbers, then the, those the sales for Game Pass uh, outpaces Sony, you know, because you got... I want to know. Yeah, I want to know how I would like to see the breakdown of how many people are uh, Game Pass uh, only console. Uh, the only PC and how many, how many of them are ultimate. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah. so basically my larger point is that, you know, Sony's hubris is rearing its ugly head again. Sony, you know, they, they, uh, they do pretty well, you know, just going, even going back to the PlayStation one, they did pretty well. They, they made, they made good. They beat up Nintendo in a lot of ways they still had a lot to prove. PS2, they win the generation, going like going going away, hands down. PS3, or yeah, PS3, it's a lot of problems. Six hundred bucks, get a second job in order to pay for it. All that nasty stuff. Um, here comes Xbox, 360s out earlier. It has plenty of its own problems, but you know, by and large, it won the generation. Up until the very end, I think, you know, and and Sony just had to have have Japan, Sony had to have Jap- Japan sales in order to beat Xbox, and Xbox doesn't have that. So, I mean, it depends on how you count that. So, you know, then Sony comes hat in hand with PlayStation Four, and starts acting like, you know, they need people again. And well, they started they started doing the right messaging. I mean, granted, it helps that then Xbox was on their third system. So it's kind of the curse of the third system because by the time third system rolls around, everyone seems to get uh, forget how they started and then they stumble. And that's what uh, Microsoft did. They were forward thinking, but they were really bad at their messaging. And yeah. always online, this, that, the other thing. I'm like, yeah, you had the right thought. You're just like literally a generation too early. Um, they were more expensive and, too at the beginning of that, right? And they had to. They slash. were more expensive. It was the, but that was the beauty of Sony having their time slot. Yeah. And then they were like, guess what, guys? You know, you can share games and showing one person handing a physical copy to another person. Uh, they were able to just completely pull the rug out from uh, under microsoft and sony had all the right messaging all the right stuff came out super strong uh while microsoft was doing nothing but backpedaling uh so that's you know it it really is that kind of idea um uh, playstation did such a good job for most of it but then they started once again they're getting yeah i agree they're getting um conceited and 
they're free, they're they're losing the messaging. Uh, the idea should always be you know fans first. Think about what the you know think about the players or you know what your people want. Yeah, you know, and I was really um, dead set on getting a PS Five, and I still am just because I know they're going to have the exclusives. Um, yes, in, in, in kind the, of in the long term. But the reason why I'm not so hot on it now is because it's like, well, Final Fantasy VII um, is my main reason for wanting to PS5, and it's going to come to PC eventually. Um, I wanted to play God of War. That's going to come to PC. Um, real soon. Real soon. Spider-Man, I kind of wanted to play, but now I'm kind of like, I don't really care. So, I mean, the the reasons for buying a PS5 have dwindled pretty much down to, I want to play those games sooner rather than later. Um, and I guess probably over the, over time, you know, the, the exclusives are going to come onto that side. Um, so it, it is a little bit of a toss up now. If I didn't have Xbox uh, game pass, then, you know, I would probably be seriously considered an Xbox series S or an Xbox series X. Cause uh, everything I've heard, they're they're really great. Like everything about them, everything about Xbox, like you're saying, they're winning the messaging war and they're winning a lot of the a lot of the uh, little battles, little skirmishes around around yep. the console war. You got you got to win the hearts and minds. Uh, yeah, that's it's it. nice that I like the idea that um, Sony is finally coming around to the PC uh, space because Microsoft did that towards the end of last generation they already knew that we got to make these transitions and to see sony finally bringing down you know tearing down some of those walls now you got the uh the fanboys who are just super like you know angry about the fact that no you're giving my god of war away this is meant to be you know it's like you know they should be making the next god of war not not uh making the support i'm like they're not making the port uh don't worry that they outsource that stuff you, you know like almost all the time yeah. Uh, but God of War is coming out, uh, at least according to Steam, uh, it looks like uh, January 14, uh, yeah. 2022. So a couple months. Uh, so that that I will probably play for January. That is probably going to be my old game of the month uh, in, in January. Yeah, I, I, that game was amazing. I played it on PS4. Um, you know, it's, I, Sony has really good games. And if they, I don't mind if they make it available on, on um you know, on PC for, because for me, I have a decent PC, but overall my wife and I, we like to play uh console. We own, we own two different PS4s only, you know, so when you buy digitally um, I can use, I have hers as my main account and I buy the one game we both can play. We could both share the online. Uh, so it's, yeah, I, we're playing two, you know, both of us play together for the price of one. Yeah. Uh, it was a really good deal, Same and I, re- I highly recommend that. Uh, you know, yeah, I, yeah, I know you can do that with the Xbox as well. Yeah, except for the fact that now, um, yeah, it's just you can't buy the new you can't buy the new consoles. And I would I have decided to wait until the refreshes uh, when they come out with the either the slimmer ones, the more the more cooling or heat efficient ones, the ones that have uh, you know. I want a, I want a bigger hard drive. Uh, I waited until the PS4 Pro came out before I bought the PS4. Yeah, my thing is that okay. So you have a a nice up to date graphics card. 
but I'm still on the old, on this old 970 and, yep. and I've been thinking about it and it's like the easiest and cheapest way for me to get a up to date graphics card is to get a console. Um, and obviously it's not going to be, yeah. it's not going to be as powerful, but the games are going to be optimized to play off of that. And it's like, if I want to get one anyway, I can spend 700 bucks, I'm 750 bucks on a PlayStation or I can spend, I mean, fucking thousand dollars on a still not, you know, still not uh top of the line graphics card. So it's, it's a rock and hard place. And, uh, I'm, there's no, I put it this way. There is nothing wrong with going ahead and getting a, a console. I, like I said, I, I prefer to console game in a lot of ways, uh, just because it streamlines and it makes it really easy. Uh, it's more comfortable for me at the couch. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, I, I do have, you know, it's a, I have my own computer desk. So, but when I want to play in the big uh, on the TV, I then have to, you know, finagle some stuff. So it's not that convenient. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, you know, but the thing is, you just if for it's. I got luck, lucky enough, and I also bought a pre-built. But I did that uh, shortly before, like it was after the graphics cards were, you know, obviously not coming back anytime soon. But before things got real serious, and I, I kind of read those tea leaves, and I'm like, no, I got to jump in on this now, or else I'm just not going to get uh, my chance. And sure enough, I was able to get get right in under uh, before good. a lot of the prices start. Yeah, yeah, man, you're doing good. But anyway, that's just that's just uh, me and my gamer tears. Um, but yeah, so that and uh, uh, there's one other little story. I'm just gonna say the headline: truck full of precious PC graphics cards has been stolen. Um, so Kotaku's reporting this: S- some dudes stole a truck full of graphics cards. Um, those graphics Heist cards. of the century, the new Ocean's movie, right there. <laughs> Well, all these graphics cards have serial numbers on them, and uh, so they're all going to be marked as stolen. So um, hopefully you don't end up buying one and getting ripped off for buying a stolen graphics card. But, uh, yeah, very You use shitty. a VPN, and then, then just all you need to do is you, you, that's how you get your Bitcoin, and then they, they're literally getting free money at that point. Yeah, yeah, they did say that, <laughs> that these probably will go to, like, mining Bitcoin or something like that. So they won't even, they won't even have a chance to be registered as, as uh, marked as stolen or whatever. I don't know, but I thought that was kind of funny. Please don't steal graphics cards. That's just shitty. That's just real shitty. Um, but that's it for the news. As but no as, things is okay to steal. Just not graphics cards. Yeah, of course. <laughs> just not graphics cards. Um, that's it for the right, news well, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. Um, all right. Well, uh, I'm going to get down to uh, the last segment here, uh, which is our signal boost. We like to talk a little bit about things that, you know, bring a little light, shine a light on uh, a few things that we think might be uh, interesting to other people. Uh, for me, uh, I'm going to be shining a light on uh, this uh, this month's PlayStation Plus. Uh, you know, most of you know what's there, but, uh, you know, some people don't necessarily pay attention all the time. So PlayStation Plus for November uh, 2021, we're looking at, uh, like I mentioned before, first-class trouble. So if you wanted to give this game a shot, you know, you're interested in maybe playing a um, uh, an Among Us-style game, but with, uh, you know, more current graphics, um, 
that's something that worth giving a shot. It's uh, I believe that uh, I don't think we mentioned it, but the concept is you're uh, I think you're a space tourist or you're just in a colony in space. Uh, but it has that little bit of throwback, like uh, 50s style vibe. And the, the kind of concept is uh, when you're running around, you're meant to look really janky. Uh, so you run like stiff armed and uh, it's it, it is uh, an aesthetic, at least. Uh, they all right. So PlayStation also is uh, giving away for free uh, Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning. Uh, this was a pretty fun game when it re- first released on PS3 and 360. I think they both of them. And uh, for if you want like an action RPG style game, uh, I just say give it a shot. Uh, then there's Knockout City, uh, and that's a uh, you know, essentially a multiplayer dodgeball game. Uh, a lot of people seem to like it. Get you know, it has a kind of a Splatoon ish vibe I've to heard it. It's, I've heard it's good, yeah. Yeah, so it's uh, has that you know, like you know, street punk. You know, like happy. It's almost like Jet Set Radio, like color scheme. You know, it's very vi- bright and vibrant. And yeah, there's there's that. But the what a lot of people don't necessarily know is that. Uh, they're also releasing some uh, PSVR games for free. And so they're releasing uh, The Persistence, which is a horror game for uh, PSVR. It's kind of uh, a lot of people have been relating to um, uh, Dead Space in that kind of, you know, uh, it's a sci-fi, I think it might be space horror, but it's just these monsters coming out at you. So very much, you know, you can see like Dead Space vibes for sure. Uh, so if you want to play, you know, and it's always been really highly rated. So a lot of people on there for it's been out for a handful of years and uh, it's always on like the top 10 lists and stuff or, you know, generally speaking. Uh, so I always had my eye on it, never got around the chance to playing it or picking it up. Uh, and so now I did. Uh, they also have a uh, one called um, Until You Fall. It's a... Uh, I don't know. It's it's a like a uh, swords and magic style game. So it's a, more of a melee focus where fighting you know guys in armor. Uh, it looks like it has a weird uh, '80s sci-fi vibe to a, to a certain extent, like a trapper keeper. <laughs> like the color scheme is more of that kind of neon aesthetic. Yeah. Um, but it's like it's a dude. It's a dude that's completely in like full armor. So uh, uh, it's gotten a lot of good buzz. Uh, but it's just, it never looked like my thing. Uh, but you know what? Since it's free, I'm going to give it a shot as well because uh, I really like my uh, PlayStation VR. And the last one I'm pretty excited about, which is really weird because I don't think I'd ever thought about being excited about a Walking Dead game uh, until now, uh, is The Walking Dead uh, Saints and Sinners. That came out, uh, I think, last year, maybe the year before. And it came out with a lot of good buzz uh, because... They've made some really bad Walking Dead games, and this one's really solid from everything I've heard. It's always been just a little out of the price range that I was willing to pay for it. Uh, and so I'm just like, I'm just going to sit back and see if it goes on like a good sale. It never really did. And now it's on the best sale I can I can get. Yeah. So uh, most definitely pick that up uh, if you want to, you know, just, a, you know, a zombie shooter uh, that and maybe you're done with. Uh, was it? uh uh, Arizona Sunrise or Sun? Yeah, I think it's Arizona Sunrise or Arizona Sunshine. I think it's Sunrise. That's the um, like the most popular zombie shooter there is on that one. But no, The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. Uh, 
everything I've ever heard was it's it's a really good game as far as a PSVR shooting game. So nice. Yep, that's it. Yeah. Nice. How about yourself? What are you what are you recommending on the signal boost? So um if you are in the world of Dungeons and Dragons, you probably already know about this. Um, but uh Critical Role, uh the probably the most famous live actual play game um in existence. Uh, finished their second campaign a few weeks ago. And, uh, well, they just started up their third campaign. And so, you know, I got into D&D kind of in the middle of that second campaign. Uh, and, man, it's just so much to go back and try to listen to or watch that it's pretty daunting because every episode is, what, three or four hours? And there's 120-something episodes. So... Mm-hmm. So uh, this time, uh, you know, I'm jumping in at the very beginning and just going to follow it week for week. I have a couple of friends who are into it, too. So this is the this is the time to get into a brand new campaign. Uh, if you have any if you want to have any chance of being able to keep up with it, it's a uh, start now and it's free. Also, uh, yeah, uh, these guys uh, for uh, if you never really heard of them. They originally started out uh, as a geek and sundry thing years ago, uh, and off of YouTube. Uh, but now, uh, as of that that massive Twitch leak that happened uh, not that long ago, where you got to see all the earnings calls, like how, who the top earners were. Oh, yeah. Well, Critical Role was number one. Oh really? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't notice that. Um, somebody else. No, they they are bold number one uh, with uh, uh, beating out. Um, oh, who was it? It was like uh qc or something or i can't remember it's a single streamer um so that dude was number two was eight million or eight and a half million and critical role has just over nine and a half million so man yeah like i mean each one of their twitch streams gets a million a million point five views probably less as this as the campaigns go on but that's like every week and then the YouTube gets the same number, just about. And then they and have then you got people who do Patreons and uh, you know, like they recently did the kickstart for their animated season one. Yeah. Uh, they, I think, what was it? They were trying to get. Uh, they were doing like one. They want to do one episode for seven hundred and fifty thousand, and then they got like something like five million or something. They got they got a ridiculous amount of money in the yeah. end. And it's, I mean, it's a. These are professional emmy winning some of them voice actors these are like some of the cream of the crop of the industry and they're playing a game that relies on that and is beneficial and has been benefits from that um and oh yeah they're totally they're total actors uh in the sense of they have that broad range uh but at the same time they're also a bunch of friends who know how like they have a good time and you yeah. can see that it's genuine uh so that's really cool uh i I think, recommend giving them a watch if you th- never if you're just curious. I think they were a private game before they were even on Geek and Sundry. I'm pretty sure they were their own. Like, hey, let's just get together and shoot the shit and play some D and D. Because like Matt Mercer is a, is a DM and he's been doing it since he was a kid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt Mercer. Uh, it, you know, he's uh, McCree from uh, Overwatch. For, for a quick shout out for those who may you know may not know who his, he is. Yeah. Um, they have Laura Bailey, who is like anime uh, female lead, like like one of the top people of all time. Sam Regal. So I mean, 
Sam Regal's also in a lot of anime as well. Dude, they have yeah, they have so much talent in one spot. It's it's, it's pretty amazing. Pretty sick, yeah. Anyway, that's my shout out uh, signal boost thingy, um, and that's it for me. Well, guys, uh, thanks again for you know another uh, sticking with us for another episode of you know, another Ted Pixel and. Uh, we're really glad that you made it all the way through. Uh, we're doing it a little shorter this time around, but uh, we, you know, Thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> only only two hours, a little over two, instead of three. Um, yeah, it's only a little past we, midnight instead of two in the morning. <sighs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but no, we we enjoyed the fact that you guys uh, were able to stay here with us and uh, we appreciate it. Uh, and we just hope that you all have a, had a good time. And yeah, uh I'm just going to say, take it easy and have a good one. Yep. All right, guys. Have a good one. Catch you later.